Bienvenidos a New Dentists on the Block. Welcome to New Dentists on the Block, a podcast featuring new dentists sharing their experiences in the world of dentistry. Successes, challenges, and life in between. Navigating dentistry together one experience at a time. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Feliz Mes Nacional de la Herencia Hispana. We continue celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. This week, we have Valentina Martinez. Valentina is a dentist who first went to school in Venezuela, then came to the United States and completed her degree in Boston. Valentina shares her journey of obtaining her dental license in the United States. After meeting a mentor in New Mexico, she was inspired to obtain that license so she could return to New Mexico and buy his practice. She currently practices in Demi, New Mexico, where she has a passion and focuses on orthodontics. Valentina wrote a book to share her experience in attaining that dental license and helps others navigate the process to obtain their dental license in the United States. Valentina and I had the opportunity to meet each other through a group that we call Simpaticas. Let's get into today's episode. Valentina Martinez, welcome to New Dentist on the Block. How are you doing today? Hello, thank you. Well, um, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me here today. And... Uh, well, anything that I can do to help the community of dentists around the world, well, that's what I'm here for. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, Val Valentina and I are, are friends uh, through the dental community here in El Paso, New Mexico, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But Valentina, I would love if you would tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family and where you practice. Awesome. Well, everything started for me back in 2016 when um, I met uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Bruca. He's an orthodontist here in New Mexico and in Colorado. Uh, we actually met in a dental meeting in Orlando. I used to be an international speaker for one brand of aligners. It used to Ooh. be called Ecliner. Okay. So I used to uh, do these talks in Latin America and in, in my language in Spanish. And then I met this American doctor. Um, he was also working for the same company, but for the American speakers, uh, doctors. Anyway, so we were at the meeting and he's, he's um, you know, telling me that he would like to retire. He was already in the 80s, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, wow, it's, I think it's a struggle, you know, to be. Yeah, able, for sure. Oh, he was yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. Well, pretty active and he was like, well, I'm looking uh, to retire, but I haven't found like a right dentist to buy my practice, who could buy my practice in New Mexico. It's actually in a little, little town in the middle of nowhere. In it really Mexico. is. <laughs> and uh, so he started telling me all this story. And then I was uh, living in Venezuela. I'm from Venezuela. And uh, well, I have two daughters. I'm married and my husband. And I, we, we had a lot of struggle back in the day in our country because of the political and economic situation. Sure. It was pretty rough. And um, he invited me over to New Mexico. I really love the town. Uh, it's this cute little town uh, in New Mexico, very close to the border, uh, Palomas border, and very close to El Paso. And, um, well, I think I fell in love with the place. And I'm like, well, you know what? Uh, I need to find out everything that I have to do in order for me to actually practice in the United States. Because even though I'm an orthodontist, uh, I mean, I, I was already practiced for like 10 years in my in my country, but I didn't know how how to begin because everything was just confusing. And I did my dental school in Venezuela. So I really didn't know how to like 
put everything together. So uh, he brought me here and then I started to do some research and I paid somebody to like give me some, you know, a consultation or something, but it was still like a big, I don't know, mess to like understand the steps, like where do I have to begin? So I actually um, started doing like notes of how to do it. And well, while I was doing it, a lot of people contacted me like, well, we know you're doing this, like to get your dental license in the States. Uh, and then, you know, I used to help a lot of people over the phone. And then I went, well, you know what? We should just make it official. You know, uh, I wrote a book actually in 2020 about like all my journey, how to get my dental license. Because then uh, after taking the boards, I decided to go to Boston to mm -hmm. actually do the two years of um, internet for international dentists, the advanced standing program. I studied in Boston for two years. And then I came back to New Mexico and I bought the practice from Dr. Brooke. I took over in 2020. What a year. But yeah. um, that year in 2020 allowed me to have some time to actually like sit down and write down everything that I was going through with the whole process. So I wrote this book um, in Spanish, okay, for Spanish speaking doctors of how to get your dental license if you want to practice in the States, like all the routes, all the paths that you can actually uh, pick. And um, well, it was, it was kind of a success because uh, we open, we open the course, the IMBD course. So uh, all the Spanish speaking doctors will have like classes in Spanish, but with yeah. like English slides. And then we could introduce more of the subjects to uh, actually pass the boards in an easy way. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like was a pretty, um, it was pretty amazing for me because now we have doctors from everywhere. Like we have this big community of 400 doctors from all part of Latin America and Spanish speaking doctors, uh, you know, the Spanish community, uh, people from Ecuador, Peru, Venezuela, Colombia, uh, Costa Rica, Mexico, Nicaragua, El Salvador, like you name it. And then we have all these kind of doctors. So like, this has allowed me to meet all these kind of people, wonderful people. And um, I did this also with one of my partners, uh, Diana Tomic. Uh, she's an oral maxillofacial surgeon for Venezuela, from Venezuela. And then well, my husband was also like there for me and like supporting me. And then, uh, well, that year, 2020, really marked a big difference because, I mean, we were stuck with the COVID and everything. And then yes. it's like, well you have the time to actually do something nice, like what I was dreaming about, but I never had the time because then I was studying and then with two mm -hmm. little girls. Mm -hmm. And then that, that was like the perfect time for me to sit down and actually uh, make uh, the idea, you know, into real, into right. reality, just make it real. Yeah. And uh, well, now we have four years that we started this project and uh, well, it's been going on since then. That's super cool. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. You went to school in Venezuela. Yeah. Right. And then you did the international program at Boston. Yes. And then and I did my specialty. I did my specialty too in orthodontics. In uh, Boston as well? No, I did it in Venezuela. Oh, okay. 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 But I limit my practice for ortho only. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I understand. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yes. Yeah. And so the, the program that I, you know, I, I, I follow you on social media and I see you asking questions um, to the community, especially those who follow you who are international 
internationals who are trying to come to the States, but many of these questions are exam-based questions, which are a great way to kind of prepare yourself for the exam. But I have seen the community that you have built and continue to build to help support those um, who have studied abroad and want to come into the United States to um, practice dentistry and, you know, bring their family over for them to experience what it is living in the United States. Yes. Well, um, I will say the whole process uh, is not easy at all. I mean, you have to, you know, put a lot of effort and sacrifices and everything. But as long as you know the steps, like the first step is just getting ready for the boards, for example. And then you can get ready um, as soon as it could be eight months. I mean, those are going to be eight months that you have to be pretty much apart from everything else. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you have kids, you need help for sure with your with your kids. If you're working, then you're going to have to sacrifice something, probably your sleep. I mean, I used to study like three in the morning, four in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes I still, I still wake up at three in the morning. I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's- that happens sometimes. But um, that the first year is just preparation for the boards, for the IMBD. Now it's one board. I don't mm-hmm. know if you did the, the two parts or. I or did. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we when we did it, it was part one and part two. Part one was just like the, um, all the basic uh, subjects, and then part two was just the dentistry related subjects. And uh, now it's the integrated, so it's everything together in a two days uh, test. Um, Thirty uh, three hundred and sixty questions the first day, and then one hundred and forty the second day. Uh, and then after that first year, after you pass your test, you have to focus on the TOEFL test, which is the English test. Mm-hmm. And then depending on that score, you can probably pick what program to apply because they're going to demand for you to take um, the TOEFL and have a score of 95 or 100. It depends on the program. And then also you need to decide already on the second year, which program would you like to do? If you want to do a specialty like ortho, for example, here in the States, but that's going to allow you to practice in some states if you're an international dentist. Like in Texas, you can do that, but not in New okay. Mexico. Oh, interesting. So I have friends that uh, they actually practice in Texas. That is like 30 minutes away from where I'm living. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then um, if I want them to cover for me, like if I'm going to go into a vacation or something, they can't because right. they did they like the specialty here in the States they're international dentists. They do their the specialty here, but they can only practice in Texas, not in New Mexico, okay, or in the other states. So if you're doing a specialty, for example, you can only practice in some states like Texas, Oregon, Washington State, uh, Mississippi, Virginia, uh, Vermont, for example. Not in Florida, because that's one of the questions that I always get. Not in Florida. Yeah. Florida they're not allowing international dentists to come to the states and then do their specialty and then start practicing as a as a, as a specialist okay so that's super surprising it, to me yeah and uh well that's that and then what what i would recommend the most is an um international program the one that i did in bu is called uh advanced standing okay thank you uh the advanced standing uh is a program for international dentists that allows you to actually practice everywhere like it, oh okay it's, uh, you can practice in any states. You can mm-hmm. practice in Florida, Massachusetts, anywhere, uh, Texas, New Mexico. It doesn't matter. Okay. And then if you want to do a specialty, mm-hmm. you can do it later, or actually you can do it before or later. 
but you need to do this program in order to to have like an open license in order to practice I everywhere. See. Okay. Okay. There is another programs like the AEGD is called Advanced Education General Dentistry or the GPR, the General Practice Residency. Those are uh, postdoctoral programs too, but they will allow you to practice in also some states, like eight states, Florida, also Mississippi, again, Washington State, Oregon. But for example, those uh, programs are actually not, uh, not eligible to get the license in Texas. So if you're doing an AEGD or GPR, you can't have your license in Texas, for example, but you can have it in Florida. So this subject was like really, uh, I will say, confusing, okay, for some people. And that's why I wrote it down in my book after after I did like a, you know, why research about it. And then pretty much the second year of the whole four years process, because it's a four year process, Mm -hmm. you have to decide which programs which program will be best or ideal for you. If you want to practice in Florida, for example, mm-hmm. you can do an AEGD or a GPR. I mean, those are programs are, um, I will say, more friendly in the way that you don't have to go to, to uh, the university pretty much 24-7. Like the right. one I did, we, we used to go Monday to Friday and some Saturdays. And it was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of subjects. It was very demanding. But these programs are not as demanding as the advanced standing. And then these programs are going to allow you to have their license, to have your license in Florida, for example. Okay. So it depends on what you want. So just to finish it up, the first year, just concentrate on your boards. The second year, it's just uh, do the TOEFL and then apply to different programs. And then the other two years is just the program itself. The promise are you're supposed to be doing okay? They said okay. 24 years program, 24 months, 24 <laughs> months, yeah, yeah, 24 yeah. months program. Okay, so after that, uh, then you're eligible to apply to um, the states that you want the city right. you want to practice on. Okay, and uh, well, it depends. In my case, um, I work in my office like Tuesday to Friday, the, the office that I uh, I took over, you know, I uh, bought from Dr. Bruca. But I also practice on Monday with uh, another orthodontist with Dr. Coombs in Las Cruces. Um, so it just depends. It just depends what, what you want to do. Uh, Valentina, I, ha- I have a question about um, the clinical licensure exam. Did you have to take it and do all programs? Obviously, if you're doing, well, actually, I don't know. If you're doing a residency, like a specialty residency, do you have to also take the clinical licensure exam? Yes, you're. I mean, Everyone. no one, no one is safe from that exam. No. You have to take <laughs> yeah. it, no matter what. No matter what, you all, you always have to take the the licensure exam. Okay, uh, and then usually in the international programs, uh, they're gonna they're gonna help you. They're gonna train you to to do it on the last year. Okay, so I I did have to take it, and and I I took it when it was harder because in that time, right, the, the life patient, patient you, yeah. sure. Now, like after COVID, everything changed. I think right. it's easier in the way that you don't have to find a patient, like struggle with the patient. Please, please just go to your appointment. And yes, then it's, yeah. it's just like really stressful. Right. It was yeah. it was very stressful. Right now, everything is on the typewriter. And that's right. It. 
Yeah. So the the with the live patient, there were challenges with, you know, live patients kind of bartering with students, asking for money, kind of demanding in order for them to be seen uh, during these exams. And sometimes it would show up and sometimes I wouldn't. So it was a very stressful time. Um, there yeah. were some kind of ethical questions behind, you know, finding lesions and kind of keeping an eye on them throughout the year so that way you could um, fill the, the lesion during the exam. So I, I think that it changed for the better. I think it's still, you know, it has some challenging portions oh, to yeah. it. No, you got to practice. Your your hand skills have to be there. But I, I completely agree. I think that it changed for the better. And uh, yeah, no one is safe. No one is safe from the exam for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Valentina, how was it for your family to move countries? Wow. I think it was a big struggle. Um, I think my daughters did great because they were small. I mean, so small, my, yeah. I had uh, Valeria, my my biggest uh, my oldest daughter, she was, I would say like five or four when we, when we got to the States and then Vivian, my youngest was just a baby. It's like a few months old. Aww. So she doesn't remember that much. I think it was a, more of a struggle for Valeria because she was only Spanish speaking. And then we moved to Boston. Imagine like, yeah, as American C- as cultural difference, weather difference. Yeah, I mean, it was just, completely you know, first day of school. No one knows how to say hola or anything like that. It's just right. English. So for her, it was, I think, um, you know, a big struggle. But, I mean, she made it okay. And then also for my husband, my husband was really lucky. I mean, he got a job as soon as we got here. He's an engineer, and he got a job in the town. And then we moved to Boston, and he got another job. I think for him, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I think it was more for the kids. But, uh, well, we survived, and then... I mean, we're happy here in this area. I love the yeah. Southwest. And mm-hmm. I love you and me, you know, we, we have... Yeah, we're Southwest girls, yeah. Enjoyed, like, the Southwest. We love being here. And, uh, I mean, I think it's not for everyone. I have friends that are, like, El Paso, really. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't yeah. that, like... Um, I get that, too. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to my other friends are, uh, that live in El Paso. It's like, you know what? Just leave them. I mean, yeah. it's just... We're okay over here. I mean... Yeah. It's, it's up to you. Like each person is different. So, so I want to talk a little bit about how you and I met. And um, so one of the cool things about living here in the Southwest is that the dental community, as in many places, is very close knit. And so we have an oral surgery team uh, in El Paso that has one female oral surgeon who is fantastic. And, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, the men in this practice um, have invited all the men in the community, in the El Paso, New Mexico community to go out fishing. They go out on a fishing trip every year for a week on a boat, no cell service, living the dream. And so uh, Dr. Natasha Frischgott uh, had the idea of doing something similar. Obviously, um, we didn't really want to go fishing, but to have some kind of camaraderie amongst women. And so they created what's called the Simpaticas, uh, which is a group of dental women from around the community that come together. And, you know, we, we text each other, we celebrate our accomplishments, and we travel together uh, once a year, which is really fun. And the trip that uh, Valentina and I met, we went out to Napa. And it was just, it was so fun. I, I think that so much camaraderie was built. We had s- uh, such a good time. But I think after that, um, I don't know, I, I just, I came back with uh, just like a sense of warmth in my heart because of the support that I felt coming out of that trip from the other women on this trip and seeing, you know, their struggles and kind of their journey in dentistry, I, I thought was really awesome. How was the experience for you? Well, I know it was amazing. So it was funny because, um, Simpaticas started because their name, the, 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 yes. 
the guys were simpatico, so that was simpatico. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, that first trip to Napa, I think it was just like a I don't know, like a reborn for me. Uh, yeah. Just to um, you know, enjoying the company of, like you mentioned, like other wonderful women. Uh, Dr. Natasha, well, you know, I, I work with her a lot because I, I refer yeah. them out a lot of my patients for orthognathic surgeries and like wisdom teeth extractions or whatever. And then uh, I met these beautiful women, very smart, uh, you know, women that really inspire you to keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter the struggle that you're dealing with right now. Like there's always a solution. So I think we all came back after that trip, just, you know, fill of energy or, you know what, I got this, I'm going to, you know, do my thing. So yeah, it was, it was amazing. We were full of energy and wine, both yeah. good things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 Valentina. During Hispanic Heritage Month, this is a very, you know, exciting time and month for us to celebrate our culture and, and who we are. For you, what is it like to be uh, a Hispanic in the dental profession? I know that you help others from everywhere, but for you, um, w- what's it like? Well, I mean, I think being Hispanic, Hispanic um, and being Latin, because I'm from South America, it just mm-hmm. marks, you know, uh, who I am so much. So, for example, I love dancing. Okay, we all, I mean, in South America, you can see like a two-year-old kid just dancing like, oh my God, you can't believe it, right? So it's like in our blood. It's something that is just um, very Latin. And uh, well, in the community, it's actually uh, allow me to introduce this like dance like dancing uh, rhythms or um stuff like that like here they call it shake it off so uh i started like going to the zumba class for yeah. many many years <laughs> since i got here and now the uh, instructor left and they're like why don't you do it i'm like i'm a dentist like i'm not an instructor but no you're doing great so now, like one of my hobbies is actually teaching. Uh, oh, I love it! Dance. So every Monday and Wednesday, I have I'm an instructor at the gym, Altima uh-huh. Fitness Gym, and uh, well, we we just dance, and then I enjoy a lot just sharing with other women's or Latin rhythms. Even though here it's a little bit different because we have a lot of Mexican culture, and it's a little bit different to like South America, like the whole Latin culture. But it actually has allowed me to introduce a little bit of uh, the fun part of our culture to this culture. So, like, just, you know, uh, dancing with the community. Last week, we have the uh, Shein, um Awareness Day. And then we all dance on the uh, courtyard plaza. It's, you know, like a big celebration. It was, like, over 200 people. So it was it was just nice. So I really enjoy, um, you know, uh, representing you know, like my culture of who I am and then just to bring it to people just to enjoy life, to celebrate life. I love it. I love it. And uh, that sounds like something that the sympathicas need to go to is one of your um, dance classes oh, for yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Valentina, I, I appreciate you so much sharing your story with me and with my listeners. You. If you had any advice for those who are listening, what would your number one advice be? I think my number one advice would be just never give up on your dreams. Okay. If this is something that you want to do, it's just go for it. You just have to organize yourself. There is going to be a bunch of people that are going to tell you that it's impossible, that there is no way. 
no way that you can do it and uh, there is impossible and uh, i will say i had the same thing and here i am okay mm -hmm. yeah. so just believe in yourself believe that you can do it just do like a, a planning okay set your priorities and just do it a beautiful message valentina if our listeners would like to connect with you what's the best way So you can um, Google me or you can just uh, send me a direct message in my Instagram. It's uh, at Dr. Maria Valentina Martinez. In Instagram, I know it's like a song. I know. I mean, I hate my <laughs> It's just like, uh, it's just way too long. But it's Maria, doctora, D-R-A dot Maria Valentina Martinez in Instagram. And then you can also uh, find me through uh, our Instagram, Become Dentist USA. Okay. And uh, yeah, anyways, we're here to help. Awesome. Valentina, thank you so much for your time and for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of New Dentists on the Block. Gracias por escuchar este episodio de New Dentists on the Block. If you'd like to connect with Valentina, you can find her on Instagram at doctora.maria underscore Valentina Martinez. If you'd like to check out Valentina's book, we have a link in the show notes. Additionally, if you or someone you know is trying to become a dentist in the United States from another country, please check out becomedentistusa.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. Would love if you would leave a review of the podcast. If you are a new dentist or have a new dentist that you'd like to recommend for the podcast, be sure to send an Instagram message to at new dentist on the block. And don't forget, you can connect with me on Instagram at tsmaestas.dds. We'll catch you next time.